Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy Sunday and welcome to another episode of Collider Mailbag or how or how it's known nowadays Sunday Game of Thrones Collider Mailbag. How's it going? <laughs> I am your host John Roca. I am so excited to welcome to the show another new person here to Collider Mailbag. That is Ashley Victoria Robinson. How are you Ashley? I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk Game of Thrones. I could not contain my giggles over your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well you've seen Ashley on Heroes. You've seen her on the and you've listened to her on the Game of Thrones. What the Throne podcast with Dennis Zeng. And last week we started our recap and review of the Game of Thrones episodes here on Collider and Ashley has been great on those podcasts and was great on the show as well. Are you excited for tonight? Are people going to die? What's your thoughts? I am 100% sure someone's going out tonight. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of whether or not it's any of our favorite characters and as someone whose favorite character is Theon Greyjoy, I'm deeply concerned. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's certainly possible. Reek finally getting no. his end. Maybe we'll see. But <laughs> That's for later on tonight, and we'll plug it at the end of the show. Remember, these questions come from you, the fans, the awesome Collider fans. Uh, you send them to us when we put the call out on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram. That hashtag Collider Mailbag helps it easy. It makes it easy for me to find. And, of course, you can also email us if you hate social media or don't like social media, <laughs> don't want to go near it. Who can blame you? You can do it on email, mailbag at Collider.com. I pour through those questions, pick out like 20 to 25, send them to my guest. My guest picks out five that they really are excited to talk talk about and we've got five really good ones for today ashley are you ready i think so <laughs> all right let's do this thing this is our, our first one comes from instagram and it's kevin dot samaru he asks with the return of game of thrones if you can have anyone make a cameo who would you choose and as what i'd love to see draw butler as a golden company warrior with an epic battle scene thanks for taking my question uh hashtag cloud hashtag winter is here all right ashley victoria robinson yes. what are your answers to this one it's really tough because I was expecting a lot more Lord of the Rings cameos after oh, we had Sean yeah. Bean playing
playing Ned Stark. Um, if people are familiar with me, they know how much I love Lord of the Rings. It's my favorite fictional thing. Mm-hmm. I thought for a long time John Noble would have played Walder oh, Frey, yeah. uh, Denethor from Lord of the Rings, Walter Bishop from Fringe. I thought he was really, really fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could have had a longer time with Rhaegar and Lyanna, mm-hmm. I think there could have been some really interesting casting possibilities there. I would have loved to see... He's too old, but I think like Justin Theroux would have been a really great Rhaegar. Oh, yeah. Someone who's really charismatic and you understand why they're a great leader. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a great writer, so I don't know. Maybe he could have written those scenes. I don't know. <laughs> maybe if we're, if we're staying on the leftovers train, then it would have been really hilarious. Although I think she might have been a little too old if Liv Tyler would have played Liana, also oh, Arwen right. in yeah. Lord of the Rings. They were on uh, leftovers together. But I think now with the season wrapping up, I don't know how many cameos we might have yeah. left. But yeah. sort of the whole Lord of the Rings cast came to mind for me. And then I was like, okay, so like Billy Boyd could have been one of the reads. And then Elijah Wood could have been a, a car star. And like, I, you could have cast the whole thing just off of that. Absolutely. Who comes uh, to mind for you? For me, these are more like fantasy castings. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig has, you know, he, he popped up in uh, The Force Awakens mm-hmm. as a stormtrooper. So obviously he is down to do cameos for properties or franchises that he likes. I think he'd be awesome in that armor with a sword and mm-hmm. what have you. That leather armor, either the one that Jamie kind of struts around in. Wouldn't it be nice to see Daniel Craig as some kind of lord or something to do? Maybe one of the knights, uh, one of the uh, lords of the north, they're mm-hmm. sitting out there doing something or whatever. Would have been nice to have a little small cameo with him. I think Kate Winslet, if you could oh, really sure. get Kate, you could see her as a powerful lady of the house. Maybe a young Elena Tyrell in flashback would be fantastic. Kate awesome. Winslet, right? <laughs> Olivia Coleman is another one that comes to mind, especially on the heels of The Favorite and all the stuff that she's been doing as a massive fan of Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Olivia and some, maybe Leanna, maybe Leanna Mormont in the future. Oh, maybe that'd be that's amazing. Olivia Coleman, you know. Uh, you can and, hire HBO, you can hire John at any time to share run your Leanna Mormont grown up show. Please, Leanna Mormont, please. Oh my God, that's the spin off. Don't give me no prequel. Give me that. Uh, I hope she survives. God, if she dies, then I'll be broken. Mads Mickelson uh, also Ooh. would be fun. There's a lot of Danish, obviously, you're in Greyjoy. That actor mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, of that heritage. It would be nice to see Mads have a part in this at all as well. You know, he seems to have no problem doing Netflix movies. I would like to see him slide into the He would have been HBO fun stuff. as like Victorian or maybe oh, someone yeah. from Bravo so you could keep the accent and lean into that a little right, bit more. That right. been, he's a great choice. Yeah, right? It would have been fun to see I that. I see you have almost the entire cast of um, Casino Royale in your oh, choice. Oh, yeah, that's not... <laughs> oh, well, fair point. I just got to call that in. I left the Dame Judy Dench off. I should have thrown her in there. All right. Well, uh, she can't see anymore, so that's okay. Right. <laughs> oh, yikes. We right. love her. <laughs> that's a, what's our second question, Ash? Our second question comes from Twitter at Ryan RPM5 asks, Hey, Collided Crew, growing up in the 90s, I loved certain TV shows. My question is, what 90s property should be rebooted as movies or TV series? My picks are VR Troopers and Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Whew. Nice. So many words. Those are deep in there. Um, The two that come to mind for me are Gargoyles. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Gargoyles done in some way. I know Weissman brought back, uh, or, you know, thanks to the fans, uh, brought back a a Young Justice there on DC Universe. So wouldn't it be fun to see him get a shot at doing Gargoyles? A lot of people have some deep, deep love Mm -hmm. for Gargoyles. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal and I used to have that podcast, and we interviewed Greg like three separate times. And every single time he got real deep about how much people love Gargoyle. So I'd love to see that come maybe in the live action form or what have you. Seeing what they're able to do with motion capture now lately, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be interesting? And the other one I have is Dexter's Laboratory. Oh! 
I thoroughly, thoroughly loved Dexter's Laboratory. And I was a man of a certain age in the 90s, and I still enjoyed <laughs> Dexter's Laboratory. It was a nice palate cleanser for all the stuff that was going on in the 90s. But I really enjoyed the, that kind of animation and that kind of humor between Dexter and his sister and all that going on throughout. That would be fun to see now. I mean, if we're getting another Inspector Gadget uh, film or yeah, possible series. Yeah. Can't we do something with Dexter's Laboratory first? Could even do it live action. Would definitely still work as a kids film. What mm-hmm. do you think? Um, Xena always comes to mind. Oh, yeah. It's like sure. in the list of properties that if I had enough money, I would love to buy and reboot and to do it properly and to lean into the things about the show that people love so much. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, actually, uh, last Wednesday, a new Xena comic series dropped, uh, written by Vida Ayala, and it does. It's a little more brutal. It's mm-hmm. a little more queer. And I think if that's successful then maybe we'll see that happening um we know that the two stars are game for that so i would love to see that also i loved all the nickelodeon slate Mm -hmm. in the 90s and i think rocket power is a tragically underrated show it's the surfer show from hawaii and i think it could be really fun in live action Mm -hmm. you could have um basically anyone who wasn't lost to be in it um (laughs) you could also have the rock cameo as their uncle i just think you could do a really cool updated version of that and it's actually pretty cheap to shoot in Hawaii, which is kind of mind-blowing and incredible. It is. That's true. When I was down there for the set visit for Baywatch, mm-hmm. I think that's what it was down there. For. What was I down there for? Oh, well, either way, they took us around and they talked about it and they said, uh, no, it was for Jumanji. I was uh-huh. down there for Jumanji interviewing The Rock, Kevin Hart, and uh, uh, Jack Black, which you can see on Collider, that interview. But like being down there, they spoke about how so many productions come through Hawaii and they're surprised that not more come through because yeah. it's cheaper to shoot down there. And it's also beautiful. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I get, I get the weather sometimes can be a bit wonky but overall that's a beautiful place to shoot and if it's cheaper i would set all my films in hawaii yeah. if i was a director that's for damn sure <laughs> all right well uh, let us know what 90s shows you want to do in the comment section below see what you think well are the ones we missed let us know which ones are close to your heart let's move on to our third question it's from twitter it's uh, at, at jpeg 1098 he asks what real life person do you want to see get a biopic and who would you cast as that person my choice is an outside of the box choice which is adam divine as john belushi wow uh what comes to your mind ashley well that's cool because i i don't have to pretend i know who adam divine is um (laughs) the person who the project that comes to mind for me is something that was actually in the works and then i think has since fizzled out it's a brian epstein biopic starring benedict cumberbatch oh wow yeah so right after um the fifth estate dropped Mm -hmm. uh right before sherlock season three uh that was sort of shopped around around the time that the fifth beetle graphic novel came out and Uh, brian was sort of back in the zeitgeist in that way. I yeah. think he would be really, really fabulous in that part. I think he's probably a little too... I think he's older than Brian ever yes, was I now, he was, um, yeah. tragically, but I thought he would have been a really great choice. And since... You know, we've only got so many Beatles left. We got to get those movies in while the getting is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having come, having gone to Liverpool just recently yes. for the first time, uh, it is it is obviously very drenched in Beatles lore and mm-hmm. Beatles uh, mystique. And Brian Epstein is still very much someone people talk about in that area when yeah. they talk about the Beatles. In the two museums I went into, he's very much featured there. So it would. It, I think you're right. I think we're kind of slowly moving past as we get older mm-hmm. past this idea of going back to revisit the Beatles. 
yesterday the Danny Boyle film is going to do that. I'm so, so excited to see that. Yeah, I hope it does up. I'm kind of a quiet fan of Across the Universe, even though I know the storylines don't track throughout the movie. I still enjoy it. Yeah, that's okay. I like Across the Universe. Too. Yeah, there we We're go. In good. This together. Good. good. <laughs> but a Brian Epstein would be interesting. Uh, I'll tell you, as I was stumbling through this, Eleanor Roosevelt being played by Olivia Coleman came to mind. Amelia Earhart uh, being done by Jessica Chastain. I know uh, Amy Adams did a great job in yes. that at the Museum of mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart. I really liked her interpretation. But the one that hit me the most is Brad Pitt doing Ben Franklin. Who interesting. Uh, since Drunk History, I've always thought of Jack Black as the oh, ultimate yeah. Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the challenge, because I mean, we saw DiCaprio do J. Edgar Hoover. Yes. Would yeah. Brad Pitt be able? I can see him metamorphosizing with. I mean, we saw this with Gary Oldman as well, with Winston uh-huh, Churchill. Uh-huh. We could see him putting on a little bit more of the look of the weight and everything as he gets older. And then he'd have the randiness of it and the sarcasm. You know, Brad can play those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And I wonder if it's possible to see a Brad Pitt. Biopic. I mean, a Ben Franklin biopic with Brad Pitt progressing through the years. I always wanted um, Michael Dorn to play Willie Mays because in oh, the episode uh, Far Beyond the Stars, you know, when they travel and mm-hmm. you think Deep Space Nine is that fake story, he plays like a Willie Mays adjacent character. Oh, and Michael Dorn hasn't aged. He could still no. do it. <laughs> Go yeah. for it. Black don't crack. That's what they no. say. Uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell was another one I thought to maybe do Bob Ross. Oh! Bless that would be so sweet. <laughs> I think I think that'd be great because Will has shown his dramatic chops when he gets the chance. Stranger mm-hmm. than fiction, I really enjoyed yeah. him in that, and a couple of other dramatic turns he's made. I think he's done that uh, Woody Allen film that he did. I, I think he's got it within him. And Bob Ross is someone that people look at Ashley's reaction. People <laughs> love Bob Ross. We do. Wouldn't it be fun to see Will kind of come back to prominence, especially after that Holmes and Watson debacle? Go back into prominence and maybe oh, kind of Holmes show and Watson, his. Yeah. <laughs> So horrible. Uh, All right, what's our next question, Ashley? Our next question comes from Andrew Kelso, who writes, Hey, Colliderites, stick the landing is a phrase closely associated with TV series finales. What would the finale of Game of Thrones be to ensure a positive reception... And what could the scenario be that would totally alienate the fan base? Keep up the great work. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. um, I'm going to defer to Ashley first on this one. (laughs) I I think Ashley, as uh, as a reader of the books and as doing the What the Throne podcast with Dennis, you tell me what do they need to do here to stick the landings? Only five episodes left as Mm -hmm. we go into recording this today. I think it's really tough with Mm -hmm. finales of things that are this epic, like Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. like every time a doctor goes away. I think it is impossible in the current zeitgeist to please everyone right and the question with game of thrones is let's be honest they're all gonna die it's whether or not your fave dies and whether or not they get a good ending Mm -hmm. according to you i think the only way to make everyone happy is to have neither john nor danny nor Tyrion wind up on the throne wow i think it has to be bequeathing it to a new generation Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly because we have the potential for doing a series that moves past this Mm -hmm. so if we don't set that up well if we just end this like the way lord of the rings ends where you're like well this is it we have saved the world yeah there's limited potential for more storytelling Mm -hmm. But I think the most... That's what I think the smartest thing to do. The way to please everyone is to put John and Danny on the throne together. Right. right? So right. you cram them onto that one chair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if Game of Thrones is in a position just because it enjoys the popularity it does and mm-hmm. the fan base is as vocal as it is, which is wonderful. I don't know if there's anything they can do where they will, quote, stick the landing, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't think I'm not going to enjoy it, that we won't have great discourse about it. I right. just think it's such a phenomenon that your odds of pleasing everyone are just so much lower. That's a great point you bring up, 
crash, so you have them stick the King's Landing. Hey, oh, um, hey nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, but for me, it's. I think I think you make fantastic points, Ashley. Can you satisfy everybody? Probably not. Should someone end up on the throne? I don't know. That'll divide the fan base. If you put John on the throne, then people will be like, oh, great. You know, a, a man resumes. If you put right. Danny on mm-hmm. the throne, like, is Danny the one that should be on the throne? Mm-hmm. Because she's shown those Targaryen impulses to set people on fire when they don't <laughs> adhere to her rules. Uh, should Tyrion be on the phone? He's, if throne, he's shown himself to be kind of not a good hand of the queen over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I tweeted about this earlier this week saying Lyanna should be on the throne, but it was like, how's oh, this going to happen? Oh, man, it, it, I loved reading the Comments to that <laughs> yeah, tweet. Comments but like, it's fun to to, to fantasize <laughs> who should be on the throne. Liana to me should be on the throne. I know she's twelve, but she should be on the throne. You know, she truly can't do any worse than Cersei's. Done. I mean, for God's sakes! Uh, but the idea is, if if because I I said this also earlier, like if the White Walkers, I thought no one was going to end up on the throne. The White Walkers is going to uh-huh. wipe everybody out. Then what do we have left? afterwards right who uh-huh. who if does if nobody survives and literally that's the end of the world yes. so what happens at that point so i think uh in the end it, 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 it'll have to be an incredibly inventive ending uh-huh. to make it work make it believable samuel has to play into this the dragon glass mm-hmm. thing they've been teasing for multiple seasons yep. now now that everyone's going to have these weapons i think it'll be an incredibly awesome battle and maybe at the end it'll surprise people who's standing uh, uh who's sitting on on that throne if anyone is sitting on that throne and they have to and this is the most important thing i think to stick the landing mm-hmm. whether they get it right or not ashley they have to stick to the spirit of george or george rr R. martin's books yes and if, if i can add on yeah. to that really quickly he said very publicly that this is inspired by the war of the roses a right. real historical event if people aren't familiar with the war of the roses what basically happened was the house tudor came out yep. of that this um sort of middle of the road house up jumped and we got a new dynasty so i'm assuming that that's what we're we're leading towards mm. something kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, and it, what it, that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it'll be a great swerve, and that's what George R. R. always does. Mm-hmm. He swerves you one way or another and reminds you of the brutality. Uh, that is inherent in the world. Yeah. Uh, and when power is involved, it isn't all like uh, you know nice. It's very much more uh, difficult and and hard to be a leader. And the decision you have to make sometimes can be very difficult mm-hmm. for you to carry as a human being and for other people to understand. Yeah. So I love that about Game of Thrones, and I hope they don't lose that and do fan service. If they do fan service, I think that's the worst way to stick the I landing. Agree. Is fan and service. it's sunk series before. Look at yes. Sherlock. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Good point. All right. Our last question here. It comes from John Pierce. He writes, Hello, Outlaw and amazing guest. My grandfather just recently passed away at 97 years young. Our condolences, John. Good run, though, 97. Absolutely, 97. Uh, And was a World War II vet serving in several battles in Europe. My question for you is, what is your favorite scene or had the biggest impact on you from a World War II movie? Look forward to hearing from you. Stay sweaty. Ashley. Yes. This World War II movie is a tough question for <laughs> okay. me. All right, um, because honestly, my favorite right now, my favorite movie about any big conflict is the Peter Jackson documentary "They Will Not Grow Old." Oh yeah, uh, which is very moving. That's World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the Canadian film Passchendaele. That's also World War One. Mm. Um, it's tough to not defer right to something like Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, because it is so impactful, it is so beautiful, and that scene at the ending, we've seen it now parodied on like The Simpsons and mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live because it is so epic. And if you can watch that movie and not wind up in tears, I mean, uh, Sophie's Choice, the scene with the choice at yes. the end, comes to mind. That's very epic. Um, 
What's the um, David Niven movie? Oh, Bridge on the River Kwai. Yes. Yes. Um, that, I mean, that's really tough. Mm. What comes to mind for you? Well, the Bridge on the River Kwai is certainly my number one choice. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, I think because of, because of that story, and mm-hmm. you have, like, conflicting approaches to war. You have very proper British things, the British mentality of trying to do the right thing and be proper and respectful, and you have the Japanese who are doing what they're doing mm-hmm. here in war, and at the end, uh, and spoil well, spoiler alert, I guess, but yeah. like at the end, Niven realizes what has, finally realizes mm-hmm. what he has done, and uses his last ounce of life to finally do the right thing at the end of the movie yeah. and that breaks me in half every time because he's such a good man that you your heart breaks for him trying to understand what's happening and then finally he figures it out and when he does it's literally at the last second mm-hmm. and it's fantastic in that I way. I think he's uh, an underrated actor. Oh yes. Uh, unfortunately. Thoroughly. So go back and see his old British stuff uh, and go back and see his version of uh, what was the one with Tom uh, the Lady Killer Yes. His version of Lady Killers is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I would save Saving Private Ryan that moment where he is dying, Tom Hanks is dying, and says to Matt Damon's character, to Ryan, to Ryan uh, earn this. Mm-hmm. That moment has always affected me uh, because that is in, essentially the older generations always telling the younger generations, earn what we've given you, earn and do something different, mm-hmm. leave a legacy for the next generation behind. That's always affected me. And if there's anything that honors the service of the World War II mm-hmm. uh, people is that they try to, to stop evil so that the world could be better going forward. So. I actually think the most impactful scene in a, in a, a combat movie for mm. me is from Black Hawk Down. Oh, and yeah. it's Morgan with uh, Nikolai Kosterwaller, a Game mm. of Thrones alum, um, when the two snipers, when they basically go out fighting yes. and then you get the title card at the end that lets you know what happened to them because they decide to go out like heroes. And mm-hmm. those two guys could have left, but they stay with their buddy who's injured. And like that makes me cry every time. Yeah, yeah it's very powerful yeah. stuff. Uh, all right, well, thank Thanks, everybody, for watching this episode of Collider Mailbag. We really appreciate you taking time on this Sunday as you prep for Game of Thrones. And maybe you're one of the two people that don't prep for Game of Thrones today. Go on, then enjoy your <laughs> nice free Sunday and enjoy social media having it all spoiled for you because yeah. you don't care. Uh, but tonight we will have a, another review uh, right after the, the episode uh, plays on the East Coast. We will do our review here. Uh, Ashley Victoria Robinson, myself, Dennis Seng, and Haley Fouch talking about it and breaking down what happened in there. Don't forget to look for that later on on Collider. Uh, I want to thank Ashley Victoria Robinson for stopping by. Ashley, where can they find you for all your social media stuff and the work you're doing? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. Ashley Robinson is a WNBA player. I don't want to fight for SEO. You can find my podcast, Geek History Lesson, at geekhistorylesson.com. And we're doing a live event in Los Angeles with a lot of cool Collider and uh, MCU alums. So check that out. The link to tickets and info is pinned at the top of my socials. There you go. Uh, and, of course, What the Throne podcast. It happens every yeah. every week with Dennis Zhang here on the Collider Podcast channel. All right, thanks, everybody. You can follow me at the Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And, of course, remember to look for the call-outs for these questions on social media. We put them on Twitter and on Instagram. Send those questions in. Put that hashtag Collider Mailbag so it makes it easy for me to find. And you can email us, mailbag at Collider.com. Really appreciate it. And thanks to everybody who's mm-hmm. been sending these great uh, uh, comments and compliments to how the show is going. We really, I really appreciate it as I'm building this thing more and more. And there'll be call-outs for more people to come on the show, just like the great Ashley Victoria Robinson and other people <laughs> as well, to have fun answering your questions from the Collider Video fans. All right, that's enough for me. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you soon on another episode of Collider Mailbag. 
Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. 